Graham here. Welcome to the AFC Dons cast from the Inverness Reds. We're recording this one on Sunday the 26th of November, straight after the Rangers match at Pataudry. And that's exactly where we'll be starting this week with pre- and post-match reaction from the manager from there. Also coming up, a roundup from the rest of the matches in the SPFL this weekend and the Scottish Cup results. And of course, a smattering of Dons and supporters news. Let's get started then with the AFC Dons cast. Audrey this afternoon in the lunchtime kickoff against Rangers was the backdrop to the start of an intense period of matches for the Dons through December, just before the start. Ron McLean caught up with Barry. Barry, how's the fortnight been since Celtic Park? Well, obviously we were um, disappointed after the, the game, so we, we, we need to get back on the horses, they say. And um, for me, you've, you've got to move on quickly. And um, obviously, we had seven players away um, in, a, in a national duty. So we got the boys back. We gave them a couple of days off, obviously, because the schedule we've had. And after that, we're fine. We move on. And um, we've got a brilliant game look forward to today. One name that jumps off the team sheet is Esther Sockler for start. Yeah, he's, he's been doing really well in training. Um, obviously, we've had... Um, Duke's been away. We never got him back till yesterday. He's been travelling through different continents, as they say. And... Um, we just thought we needed a bit of freshness and um, up the top end of the pitch and um, Esther's been bringing that in training so um, yeah it's a, it's a real opportunity for him and, and we need everybody in the squad and we're going to need all our subs today as well. No Jack McKenzie, does that, does that mean Ryan Duncan at left wing back? Yeah obviously Jack's got a problem with his hamstrings so we need to go and get him checked on Tuesday to see um, how serious that is. Um, it's been bothering him for a wee while now um, but the positive we've got Jimmy McGarry back on the bench so um, he's just come back off our eight eight weeks of injury so that that's a positive although Jax is a negative. How positive are you about today? Oh listen massively positive I think um, as is um, disappointed as we were um, that last game we can't forget that um, all the good work that was done before that we got in a um, we got in a semi-final we, uh, we got into a final um, with a brilliant performance away in Pauk against the top side and uh, we beat Motherwell so it was just um, and it was our fifth away game in a row and that was a, just a frustration part for us. But we move on and, um, as, um, as I said, we've, we've got a lot to be pleased about, a lot of brilliant performances, and we need to bring another one then today. Good luck, Barry. Thank you. Thank you. A VAR-assisted equaliser late into injury time for the visitors was the difference between the two sides this afternoon as Aberdeen and Rangers finished the match at one all. Bon Mayoski gave the Dons a deserved lead on the 11th minute. From his penalty area, Roos pinged a precise 70-yard pass onto Sokler's head in the centre circle. He guided the ball into Mayowski's path. The striker pushed ahead from his marker and produced a devastating left-footed finish. First time into the bottom corner to put his 1-0 ahead. Aberdeen excelled in attack in the first half and put in a determined defensive display in the second and will be disappointed with how the match ended. Gartenman had the VAR penalty decision made against him for a slight tag on Connor Goldson's shirt. Tavernier fired the ball into the net to equalise. Barry, let's cut to the chase, talk about the penalty uh, for Rangers in stoppage time. What did you think? Soft, I think. Does he 
pool come first or the block come first. I think the, the block's there as well, which is difficult. Stefan, if you get blocked, you're not supposed to do that either. It's hard. The, the block, it's really soft. I mean, that happens on pitch all over the... T uh, all over the that happens on the pitch all the time, so... Um, Listen, I, I'm not sure that's a penalty, and it? it was a, a sucker punch. Us. It's that old line, isn't it? If you're given a penalty for that, then you're giving a lot of penalties. Especially when you saw, and I think with VAR's going to check that, they need to go and check the Conor Goldson and Danny Polvara. They need to see what that is. They need to have a look at that. Um, I don't think that was very good on, on the part of Rangers. So I just want them, if they're going to check that and give her for that, can you please go and do your job and have a look at the other thing um, rather than rushing by it, which I've heard they've rushed by it. Rather than having a proper look at it, like they done, like the the referee took two minutes to look at. So, I see we're here talking about um, that once again. What I want to talk about was for about 60 minutes there, we were we were so good. We were really good in the game. Fast, aggressive. Should have been two up in 10 minutes. Um, and then obviously Rangers get their their spell in the game, which we knew they would. They've got good players and we had to suffer a wee bit, but. What a brilliant performance for 50, 60 minutes. That would have been absolutely the response you were looking for off the back of the Celtic game. Yes, but for me, it did that annoyed me. We all know that. And it, um, it was 12 minutes. It was not going to define our season. And I want to talk about... It's as, it's as good to talk about um, the heroic performance of Pauk or getting to a final from, um, against Hibs away in the fourth game in nine days or... Listen, we've got, we've got, if you're going to talk about that, we need to talk about other stuff as well. And you've got to take in context, uh, context everything. Um, we're away to play two games, one against Helsinki, one against um, Hibs away. And that's going to be seven out of our last eight games away from home in a row. So that's the challenges we've got right now. And I'll tell you what, the boys today were outstanding and we need to go and be outstanding again in midweek. Were you pleased with Esther? He played a big part in the goal. Maybe he should have scored the one beforehand, although it was a good save. I thought he was excellent. I thought he was excellent. It was a great save. Um, yeah, through one-on-one. Boy, I went through one-on-one. The two of them, they looked like they'd... We, we, we pressed well, we counter-pressed well, we transitioned really quickly with the fans in the edge of the seat. We were fast. Um, we're forcing Rangers to go long. Um, and yeah, the second half was a bit. It was hard to keep at that intensity, and I think we we probably should have picked a few more passes and tried to pass the ball a wee bit better when we got it um, second half. But listen, you're coming up against a team that's got um, it's got huge amount of pots to, for players, and they've got a lot of um, quality in that side. And and um, there's, you, you cannot control a game against a team like that. Um, and they are type of players for all, uh, for the whole game. So we knew we'd suffer a bit. We did a wee bit, but listen, I felt comfortable in the game um, toward the last 20, 25 minutes. It feels really sore, doesn't it, when you when you can see it as late as that? Yeah, it does. Uh, it really does. Um, sometimes I don't think we deserve what we've got this season. I know when we're two 0 up here against Pauk and we lost three goals, it was a slip and it was a mistake. And then today we lose another last minute goal against Rangers and. Over there in Frankfurt, Esther's chance to go and win it. Um, just poke away we draw to you. Like, real big, big performances and big games, and we could be a, a bit further on in where we're at. But what I said to the players is you're doing the right things, and you can see that they're a new team, and we're not going to be the perfect team right now because we can't go on the training pitch. But I'll tell you what, we look like an Aberdeen team at times, we really do, and um, we need to keep that up.
Just one final one on the penalty. I mean, looking at the reruns of it, Nick Walsh looks to, seems to be looking right at it. He looks to have seen it and made his decision. I was wondering what you what you said to him when you spoke to him at the end. I just said I hope you've got it all right. And I hope you've got everything right. I do. I hope you have. Um, and if you're going to check one thing, you need to check everything because it doesn't look good. Um, it doesn't look good. Another VAR decision in the 90th minute going against us, and um, but that's what's happened. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. Thank you. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights, and all the goals, exclusive interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. I need a team of good agents. I'll just have the slow horses. All right, make this quick. I've got underlings to bully. I'm busy. No one in Slough House is busy. Come on, get on with it. A team from MI5 has gone rogue. And Standish has been taken. What's the plan? I need a team of good agents. But I'll just have the slow horses. Hey, the traitors. We're looking for ex-military. There will be a reckoning. Go, go! You can wipe your slate clean. OK. There's another game being played that will probably leave me worse off. I just can't see what this one is yet. It's an honour to be selected for field work. Shut up. Got it. Really? Check the CCTV. I'd be amazed if you hadn't missed something. I still had oversight of the slow horses. Mm. Lucky me. There are men outside with guns. Some backup might be handy. Well, I'm busy. OK, thanks. I'm sure the situation will resolve itself. They might find betrayed us. Justice is coming their way. We have to limit the collateral damage. Everyone in that facility is coming out in a body bag. You're smiling. Yeah, I feel hard, don't you? What would you have done if I'd have killed every one of them? If they threatened to kill you, on the other hand, I'd buy them a beer and the bullets. Some backup might be handy. Slow Horses Season 3 premieres November 29th on Apple TV+. In the Premiership on Saturday, Jonathan Obika scored a 90th-minute equaliser as Motherwell earned a 1-0 draw with Celtic at Parkhead. Third place, St Mirren defeated bottom club Livingston 1-0 in Paisley, while fourth place, Hearts beat St Johnston 1-0 at Tynecastle. Hibs leapfrogged Dundee thanks to a 2-1 win at Dens Park. Derek Adams' first match of his third spell at Ross County ended in a 0-0 draw with Kilmarnock at the Global Energy Stadium. There were no games in the Championship League 1 or League 2 because of the third round of the Scottish Cup. Dunfermline and Wraith Rovers got the Scottish Cup third round action underway on Friday evening in front of the cameras and it was the Starks Park side who triumphed 3-0 to put themselves into the hat for the fourth round draw later today. Goals from Jack Hamilton, Sam Stanton and Lewis Vaughan saw Rovers inflict a third defeat on their five rivals this season, while the Pars' Lewis McCann also saw a penalty saved by Kevin Dabrowski on a dominant side for the Kirkcaldy outfit. Sheffield Swiss had been the story of the third round as they defeated Elgin City 6-0, but there was to be no repeat as Clyde defeated them 2-0 in the other Friday night match. 
The other 18 ties would take place on a busy Saturday of Scottish Cup action. Championship leaders Dundee United were the highest-ranked side in the competition, but despite a Kai Fotheringham double, the Tangeries were defeated on penalties by League One side Queen of the South after a 2-0 draw in regulation time. The day's other major shock came at Ainsley Park as League Two Spartans defeated Championship side Arbroath 2-1, with Jamie Dishington scoring the winner early in the second half. Allo Athletic avoided a shock against Dunbar United, who had defeated East Fife in round three. Despite falling behind to an early Michael Barfoot strike, Aloha hit back with goals from Kevin Colley and Connor Salmon as they secured a hard-fought 2-1 win. Another side to avoid a shock were Air United, who trailed 1-0 to a Kieran Shanks goal before Sean McGinty equalised deep into added time. The Honest Men then triumphed in extra time as Fraser Bryden secured their safe passage into the fourth round. Dumbarton also prevailed into extra time, winning 5-4 away to Annan Athletic in the game of the day. Partick Thistle were comfortable winners over Queen's Park in the day's All-Championships match, while last year's semi-finalist Falkirk defeated for Martin United 3-0 to also progress to round four. Inverness Cully Thistle, the side who defeated Falkirk in last season's semi-final, were also in action as they eventually overcame a stubborn Cowden Beath to prevail 2-0. So the full results in the third round were Clyde 2, Genefield Swifts 0, Dunfermline Athletic 0, Wraith Rovers 3, Albion Rovers 0, Bonnie Rig Rose 1, Annan Athletic 4, Dumbarton 5 after extra time, Broda Rangers 1, Pollock 0, Broxburn Athletic 2, Bucky Thistle 2 after extra time, Bucky Thistle 1, 4 at 5 4 on penalties, Camnock 0, Broomhill 3, Dunbar United 1, Allo Athletic 2, Falkirk 3 for Martin United 0, Greenock Martin 4, Bonus United 0, Hamilton Aki's 0, Kelty Hearts 2, Inverness Cali Thistle 2, Cowden Beath 0, Montrose 3, Edinburgh City 0, Partick Thistle 3, Queen's Park 0, Peterhead 1, Air United 2 after extra time, Queen of the South 2, Dundee United 2 after extra time, Queen of the South 1, 4 3 on penalties, Sterling Albion 0, Cove Rangers 2, Stranar 0, Airdrie Unions 1, and the Spartans 2, Ardbroath 1, Trenent 0, Forfer Athletic 1. <coughs> Excuse me. The draw for the fourth round of the Scottish Cup takes place this Sunday on Sports Scene on BBC Scotland. The programme begins at 7.15pm and the draw is expected to take place around 7.40pm. The Premiership teams enter this round and will post who will be playing after the draw on the AFC Donscast website and social media. Meanwhile, Aberdeen women suffered a brutal defeat at the hands of Celtic as they went down 13-0 on the road in the Scottish Women's Premier League. The hosts led 6-0 at half-time and went on to add another 7 in the second period as they totally dominated from start to finish. Sometimes I think there's something missing. Like I had something lovely. And it's gone. I lie in bed thinking. What have I lost? Now what this friend called Donna Noble. I had to wipe her memory to save her life. No! If she remembers me, she will die. So what happens now? The spaceship crashes right in front of her. It's like she's drawing us in. What the hell? We've got a bloody Martian in the shed. I don't know. Me, please. Oh, here we go again. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Donna Noble. And I've got a memory. 
After a very long time, something's coming back. Who are they? Monsters. <laughs> There's something so bad the TARDIS ran away. Yes. Then we go and kick its ass! Kate Lethbridge Stewart! What do we do this time, Doctor? How do we fight the human race? Something entered this world. Oh, but he is recognizing me. Who is he? The one who waits. Destiny isn't done with him just yet. Doctor Who, the 60th anniversary specials, episode 2 is on BBC One this Saturday, and the full series on BBC iPlayer. Okay, let's catch up with a bit of news then. And an impressive Aberdeen under-18s performance ensured they saw off a challenge of Kilmarnock by four goals to nil on Friday afternoon at Cormac Park, despite falling victim to a red card just two minutes into what looked to be a very challenging cap tie. The Ayrshire side are currently top of the club academy under-18 league and defeated the Dons last month 4-1 at Rugby Park. Two goals from Alfie Bavage on his return to under-18 action, aided by a goal apiece from Findlay Marshall and Cami Wilson, which all came in the second half were more than enough to book a place in the quarter-finals. Aberdeen has announced the appointment of Robbie Hederman as the club's new commercial director. Robbie has over 20 years of commercial and sports sector experience with a career spanning investment banking, sports and charity sectors. He's also an experienced UEFA A licensed coach and worked in the Aberdeen FC Youth Academy for six seasons, supporting the development of players such as Calvin Ramsey, Jack Milne and Alfie Bavage. A whole host of Don's players were in international action over the past couple of weeks. Conor Barron captained Scotland under-21s in both of their games against Belgium and Hungary as they came away with four points in a tough away doubleheader in their UEFA Euro 2025 qualifying group. The Young Scots put in an impressive performance to defeat Belgium 2-0 and battled to a 0-0 draw against Hungary. Ryan Duncan was an unused sub in the game against Hungary. Alfie Bavage came off the bench in all three of Scotland's games as they advanced to the elite round qualifying as they look to progress to the under-19 Euros in Northern Ireland next year. The young Scots drew with Bulgaria in their opening game and went on to defeat Andorra and Serbia. Jamie McGrath once again joined up with Ireland as they drew 2023 to a close. The midfielder came off the bench in the 55th minute as the Republic of Ireland lost 1-0 to the Netherlands in the Johan Cruyff Arena. In their final Euro qualifier, he played the full 90 minutes as the Irish drew 1-0 with New Zealand in Dublin in a friendly match. Owen Majowski started both of North Macedonia's Group C qualifying matches against Italy and England. Boyan was substituted off at half-time as North Macedonia lost out 5-2 to Italy in Rome and was fouled in the build-up as North Macedonia were awarded a penalty in their 1-0 draw with England. Richard Jensen played the full 20, 20 minutes, 90 minutes as Finland narrowly defeated San Marino 2-1 in their final Euro qualifying match. He was joined on the pitch by his younger brother Frederick, who came on as a late sub for the match in San Marino. Richard had been an unused sub as Finland defeated Northern Ireland 4-0 in Helsinki. 
Slobodan Rubicic had an international break to remember as he scored his first international goal for Montenegro against Hungary. In what was only his third cap for Montenegro, Ruby scored with a bullet header to give his side the lead. They eventually lost out to the host 3-1 in Budapest as their hopes for qualifying for Euro 2024 were extinguished. Ruby also played the full 90 minutes and helped his side to a clean sheet as they defeated Lithuania. Duke came off the bench as Cape Verde began their 2026 World Cup qualification with a 0-0 draw against Angola. He was an unused sub as Cape Verde defeated Iswatini 2-0 in their second group qualifying match. And finally, our under-18 fullback Brendan Hamilton also featured for Northern Ireland's under-19 side in all three of their qualifying matches against Hungary, the Czech Republic and Portugal as part of a UEFA preparatory under-19 friendly tournament. More Don's News straight after this. Do you still think I'm a trade, yes or no? We all think everyone's traitors, mate. Nothing happens in this castle without a twist. 22 players, all chasing a prize of up to £120,000. Doggy dog and I'm starving. But hidden amongst them, three traitors who want to steal it all. No! These traitors can murder you just have a drop of a hat. Can the others find them before it's too late? I don't know where to point the finger. I need to be careful with what I say. Get them before they get you. Expect trickery. This has been lying all the way through. This is just so messed up. Betrayal. I do think Ivan is a traitor. <gasps> it's war. And backstabbing. You're a liar and you're a liar. Oh, my God! I'm not a traitor, I swear on everything. Let the mind games begin. Season two of The Traitors returns to BBC One and iPlayer early in 2024. Catch up with season one on BBC iPlayer. Football Club reported a net profit of £1.1 million in its annual accounts for the year ending 30th of June 2023. The club's moved to a player trading strategy where it invests significantly more in wages, operating costs and transfer fees than its operating income has been a key factor in reducing a £14.8 million of cumulative net losses before player sales by £11.4 million to £3.4 million over the last three seasons. The accounts for the 12 months from the 1st of July 2022 reveal that turnover increased by almost £2 million at 14% from £13.86 million in 21-22 to £15.77 million. This has been attributed to an increase in gate, sponsorship, commercial and broadcasting income due in part to the club finishing third in the Premiership and reaching the Scottish League Cup semi-final. However, the combined financial impact of finishing 10th in the league at the end of the 21-22 season and not qualifying to compete in Europe, whilst increasing investment in the playing squad led to an operating loss of £6.27 million, compared to £5.29 million in the previous financial year. This operating loss was offset by £7.45 million of gains from player sales to deliver a net profit for the 22-23 financial year of £1.1 million. The continued investment in the first-team squad and the higher bonuses paid to the men's first team for finishing third and guaranteeing UEFA Europa group stage football led to wages rising by £1.7 million during this period. This increased from £10.23 million in 2021-22 to £11.93 million in 2022-23 has pushed the wages-to-turnover ratio up from 74% to 76%. And finally, in the news, the club have apologised for the ticket debacle for the League Cup final against Rangers at Hamden on the 17th of December. When determining arrangements for this match, they experienced 
Ticketing staff planned the process with the intention of trying to allow larger groups and families to sit together at the cap final. With hindsight, they're saying that they should have created additional tiers to the sales process before going on general sale, and not doing so has caused unneeded anxiety for fans. The club said Aberdeen has standard protocols in place for high-demand fixtures to prevent non-Aberdeen fans from purchasing in the designated Aberdeen fan sections. However, due to an unfortunate human error in our ticket office, an element of these protocols was missed on this occasion. As soon as as we became aware of the issue, we worked quickly to rectify the problem with the ticketing team investigating all transactions purchased after 5pm on Tuesday. We have stringently checked all purchases made during this window to ensure they're compliant with our normal purchasing criteria, which includes a significant buying history. The small number of ticket purchases which did not meet these standard protocols are being deactivated and refunded with immediate effect. Dixon, this is Granger. What are you doing? Get control of Alpha now! Seven murders on Scottish soil. We need to visit the base in Woodjam. But you're okay with it. But I'm not due for another two months, and you put me on this case. You love Woodjam. Nobody tells the truth there either. Somebody told him what we were doing here. Find out who. Suspect. Yes, of course we are. Let's kick her that down. Are you asking me if I did this? Why were you there? Those drones are tools for oppression. And I didn't do anything wrong. Police! What evidence do you even have? I have enough. You should try to complete your work quickly. They are lying to you. Amy! Look up. Come home. I can't. Coming soon in a brand new investigation, Virtual Series 2 returns to BBC One and iPlayer. Well, our next match is on Thursday evening against HGK Helsinki at 5.45pm. Kick-off in Finland in the UEFA Europa Conference League. You'll be able to watch the match live on TNT Sports from 5pm. Then we're away to Hibs on Sunday the 3rd of December. Kick-off at 3pm. Tickets for this match are still on sale. Price £34 for adults, £20 for students and over 65s, £16 for under-18s and £12 for under-13s. If you can't make it to the match, you'll be able to watch it live on Red TV International, audio only in the UK and Ireland. Coverage starts at 2.45pm. Tickets for our first home game of the festive season against Kilmarnock are also on sale. This match will take place at Pataudry on Wednesday the 6th of December. Kickoff is at 7.45pm for that one. And on Saturday the 9th of December we face Hearts at Pataudry as well. Kickoff 3pm and tickets for this match are also on sale. Tickets for all these matches are available to book online via afc.co.uk forward slash e-tickets by calling 01224 63 1903 or visit the Pataudry Ticket Office which is open Monday to Friday 9.30am to 5pm and Saturday 9.30am to 3pm. The AFC Donscast will be back next Sunday with a roundup from both the HJK match and Hibs. You can get live score updates from both matches on our social media at AFC Donscast on X, Facebook, Mastodon, Threads and Blue Sky and match starts at afcdonscast.co.uk. Wrap up warm for the matches this week. It's going to be cold. Have a good one and see you next Sunday. Big Brother is coming to get you.